five count. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Majors podcast. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm just wondering where the five count went. It was like, like wow. I'm Katie DeSanto. <laughs> Uh, and today we're looking at the Stanley Kubrick visual masterpiece, 2001 Space Odyssey. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? I'm having in my last, I think it's my last bottle of the Rare Voss in my Shoveltown Brewery goblet. Oh, there it is. That I received for winning uh, trivia night there with Brian and Aileen. We... we beat everybody champions. it wasn't even close we destroyed everybody so yes uh-huh. uh what are you drinking am Katie? i drinking a belvedere or an old-fashioned this is it's a belvedere yes uh oh yeah we got a we got a lemon from the neighbors yeah um oh, well, yes so talking about stanley kubrick requires hard liquor i have my one hope pinot for when this cocktail is gone excellent i am drinking four roses small batch that is a good which i bourbon. also had when i was watching 2001 uh the other day did you also uh, drop acid no i've heard that that makes for the best viewing of 2001 that actually is the thing that saved it in the box office mm-hmm. it had a two very subpar weeks and I then read that article too. Uh, people started uh, doing that yep. um and they enjoyed it mm-hmm. I, I i don't know that must be an interesting we're experience, gonna have, to have somebody else yeah. weigh in on yeah. that I, I i don't have any jerry gilligan no, please. <laughs> That's about as the least likely person in America to do that. Uh, all right, let's fact check last week's episode. Last week, of course, we watched the Quentin Tarantino uh, classic Pulp Fiction. A uh, few things. First of all, I'm sure all of you all week have been asking, when is rainy days and Mondays? <laughs> Uh, Katie's restaurant going to open. I took some time to come up with a logo oh uh, and advertising yes. campaign for it. I am Rainy not hiring and Mondays, you. And uh, to directly quote Katie, it looks like you're outside, <laughs> but you're not outside, which is what will be our catchphrase. The for Rainy, funniest thing about Rainy this that I, that I just put together is that Katie is always trying to get me to eat outside. Yeah. And, and I effing hate it because of, <laughs> mainly because of bugs. Like but if we had this restaurant, it's yeah, it I just like realized the best of both worlds. In high school, you came up with a restaurant that would have been uh-huh. perfect for me. I know. You see, this show, you've known Katie for over 20 years. It's true. Basically. And I've never, and that was a little and bit. It, it took this podcast yeah. for you to, to realize your dreams. Yeah. And you're helping to bring us even closer together. Yeah. Um, amazing. However, I saw that mockery that you created. Yeah. And so then I went and found some real images. I didn't have a color printer. So we're going to have to post those to the Com Majors page because. Unfortunately, some folks have already kind of branched out with this idea in some form, and there are picnic-themed restaurants. They are all um, out of business. They're all beautiful, yes. and my daughter, Eva, said she would like us to own one of those because she would yes. eat there all the time. I, this is an either, like, you go all in, all in. and become rich, yes. or you are living on the street. No. Yeah. Like your street, the not The possibilities for this space are endless. They are literally. not endless because you're literally inside. <laughs> this would be a fantastic t-shirt, my logo. Yeah. I don't I, want I that. The, my favorite's the I don't want that at all attached yeah. looks, to my restaurant. It looks like you're outside, but you're not Please outside. Please do not. How can you not get people It's like the rainforest cafe, like but with no thunderstorms and no yeah. animals. So it's not yes. as scary. 
That's the, the but do you have the coconut part. shrimp with the mango I dip? Can, I it's, don't know. If that's I thought a it's kind of ingenious. It's like food. to me, it's kind of like BYOB. <laughs> it's like BYOB. That's the whole point in the restaurant. Yeah. What, what? No, but you, here's the thing: don't even sell food. Just have a venue. People bring it. Cut, I think it cuts we down could, your overhead expenses. I, one of the one of the restaurants that I found does have a you know outdoor music venue kind of vibe, though it is inside. Uh, and so, yeah, I think we can explore that possibility. Get, yeah. get Jim well, on the old guitar, serenading our guests. Yeah, we could so. screen films like Pretty Raptor. Yes. It's Rain like the outdoors film. Oh, I have all kinds of things happening. What is that? There's, there's a monkey in that some sort disturbing. of a, a globe Orb. situation. Is there's that the also, star child? I also have the monolith. Can you see Oh, the, the monolith. monolith, yeah. Oh, yeah, look. Yeah. And then there's, is that an Amazon Echo? What is that? Oh, it's, a, it's a Jawbone Jam Box. Oh, okay. Jam Box. Uh, so rainy days and Mondays. <laughs> we are for investors. Everybody's going to want to go there. We're Everyone's looking for investors. Please, please feel free Thank to you. uh You're to welcome invest. to the internet. Uh, so our, our poll of the week asked if you would enjoy having a glass of wine yeah. uh, with Vincent Vega. Uh, 36% of the people said yes, though. I don't, I, so well, I don't understand why there were so few. Because um, I, I, he's a sociopath. Yeah. I am not scared. And, and Are he's people a, scared of him? He's also a childish. He's like a immature five-year-old yeah so is most of our society yeah but i don't want to have people not want to them? drink with john travolta no that's it's not john travolta this goes this goes back to every week we ask a <laughs> question it. and then you don't listen to it his name is not victor jerry it's vincent <laughs> I know. I missed that up, though. That, I, I did a typo. I know. On that it's, one. I'm, I know oh, I'm I, having I, drinks yeah. with Vincent. Yes. In fact, I would rather have drinks with Vincent than the real John Travolta because I think he is sort of creepy. But Vincent, I'll take Vincent. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I will I'm, I'm going to have to do the bleep. Vincent's not a Scientologist. Vincent has embraced his sexuality. All right. Okay. Hey, let's not get on Scientology. I don't want to be abducted. The one thing Brian's scared of is secret organizations, and I think I think yes. that's at the top of the, the list. That is, that is oh the top God. of the list. Why do you think I say good things about Tom Cruise every he, week on the show? Can I just tell you a funny moment on the playground the other day? The kids were like, yo, what if like the Illuminati were a real thing? And they were like, well, you know, it's not here because we're at a Catholic school. And I was like, are you all serious right now? What? Do they <laughs> like, know what the Illuminati is? like, is? the Illuminati are Catholic. And they literally hit the ground. <laughs> they couldn't. Their brains couldn't process it. Yeah. I hide Illuminati symbolism in uh, the set every well, week. Well, you're wearing just a to, triangle just the, today. Yes, so. Just to keep them yep. uh, happy. Uh, Katie, uh, you know, might not have been right about the drinking of wine or rainy day and well, Mondays. But she was right that there was pushback against Tarantino's use of mm -hmm. the N-word. Now, I did try to research articles because I did think it would have probably been a bigger thing. And I didn't find a lot. But I did find a story that Denzel Washington, almost a... Uh, 
accosted him on the mm-hmm. set of Crimson Tide, yes. which is the movie I couldn't remember the name of yes. last week, um, and like freaked out on him. Now, I've heard a lot of stories about Denzel Washington that he's not also the so, type of person you really want to be around. But that was prior to Pulp Fiction. No, Cr- Crimson Tide actually, believe it or not, came out after Pulp Fiction, oh. but he was on set writing for it um, prior. prior to Pulp Fiction coming out. Oh. Or, you know, it, but the way it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I think like we also have to recognize that like, there's a power dynamic happening there, right? Like you're telling stories about Samuel L. Jackson getting mistaken for another black man, being told that he's not going to get this part um, so I don't think it's surprising that folks didn't speak out against this in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's power at play there. But uh, Denzel Washington did end up apologizing because oh, I guess he well. freaked, like really freaked out on him. Like, yeah. to the point Denzel it was, was like, on the right track. The uh, other thing um, we missed last week is that Dick Dale died the day we did the I episode. Know. And that was oh, my, yeah. I should remember. So for those that don't know, Dick Dale is the guy who, who played the... Yeah, played the basically the theme song to yeah, Pulp Fiction, Misery Lou. Um, he is the godfather of surf guitar playing. Um, so things like Wipeout and all that. Bucky, and, can you play some Dick Dale songs? I feel like Bucky's a good Stop surf calling out people sorry, that are not I'm chatting. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so He's sorry. not even here. I'm so sorry. That is like they scrolled by. Okay. Holy moly. I'm still learning. Every week. I'm still... It's a, it's a fact. <laughs> Uh, and finally, so we can get on to the actual movie, uh, our instant reaction trailer of the week we're actually going to do right now because it is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Luke Perry. Kurt Russell. In it. Kurt Russell. Damien, uh, uh, what's his name? From Billions. and Yeah, I mean, they didn't, we didn't even see half of the cast. And the cast is insane. In it. It's insane. Uh, Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks... All of the famous I mean, people. it actually looks... I mean, while it does look Quentin Tarantino-esque, it looks like it's going to be uh, less violent. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Bucky said he can play some Dick Dale songs. Yeah, Thank maybe you, Brett Buckridge. Thank it you. doesn't look like it's about I, gangsters. Let's just say that. Yes. I think you guilted Bucky into saying you could do that. I think she's watching. I think she texted me. I knew he was watching. Anyway, what did you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer looked really good. I will watch that movie. That looks very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I will immediately see that film. I'm also yeah. intrigued by that time in Hollywood and the Charles Charles Manson well, field. And the other thing I I Manson, picked, Charles and I, Manson. I heard someone else say this, and I after watching the trailer, I was like, oh, maybe that's true. Were they hinting that um, Leo's character and what's his name are a couple? Brad Pitt. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, I did, I did not get that. Okay, no, I'd heard rumors of that too. I don't think so. No, I I, I think they're just. Uh, I like think Leonardo. Yeah, there was there, there's like a weird huh. the way he says. I just carry. I just yeah. I know. I know the line that you mean. I don't know exactly what he says. Yeah, yeah. He says something what like I step, just what a stunt double does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I mean, they look I, at each other. So, there's though. like a weird look. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was more just like that they have a snarky kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be good to. I, I think it looks awesome. It, it, it's you know. It, it was clearly based off one of the great all-time TV shows of the '80s, The Fall Guy, where they're going to focus on a <laughs> focus on a uh, a stunt I, double. I like, I like stunt doubles. I like FX. That. Mm-hmm. 
Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's another good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, for the second week in a row, Jim perhaps has the greatest challenge uh, of the episode, which is to provide a rundown <laughs> mm. of 2001. Which is very important yeah. because Katie fell asleep actually, for the last 45 minutes been. of the movie. So no, it's actually, it's it actually very easy. The, the rundown for this is... The, I know. It's... Not, it's, it's uh, so basically, 2001 is the story of... Um, I don't know. It, it's basically Mankind. yeah, and, and so it starts. It starts with um, what looked like you know apes missing yeah. link yeah. style. Yeah, pre Neanderthals. Proto humans. They're, they're yeah. more gorilla than human. <laughs> finding um, well, basically um, finding this obelisk on Earth, which I believe is supposed to be Africa somewhere. Yes, um, and it seems like it teaches these these. Uh, proto-humans how to use tools which they promptly use to kill other <laughs> apes um, well, they were being bullied uh -huh. they were being bullied um and then we fast forward to uh 1992 i think is the date they give at one point is it uh i can't remember i thought it was 2001 the, since that's when they're <laughs> Oh, no, no, uh, the movie. there is a, yeah, you're right. No, there's another date. Well, they um, do, right, because there's a time lapse between the space right, missions. Right, right. So, fast forward to 2001, where they now discover another obelisk on the moon. Um, and we have a very similar scene with astronauts um, going to find the obelisk. Uh, and then they don't beat each other. They don't beat each other, but it bone. seems to make a noise that makes them very uncomfortable. Very angry yeah. about that. Uh, and then we fast forward another 18 months, I think it said 18, 16 yes. months um, to our main cast, which is basically um, David, uh, Bowman. Bruce, David Bowman, Bowman. Uh, Frank, Frank, Frank Poole, Frank Poole. Who's the Kaminsky? Uh, that was someone in the, in the, uh, that was uh, asleep. I thought that was him. Uh, and Hal, who is the mm -hmm. probably one of the most famous AI in cinema. I would say the <clears throat> the most famous. Absolutely. He was not. actually picked who he was actually the picked famous? as the uh The Terminator is probably oh, yeah. the most famous. Is Terminator AI though? I don't think it's a that learning counts. computer. I don't think yes. <laughs> yes, Hal was actually voted the number one all time mm. villain in film That's by So I, okay, we'll we'll talk about that. But okay. um and then basically, uh, the, David um, making his way to Jupiter because the obelisk is telling mankind to go that direction. Um, and then the uh, what is it? Um, they, the they yeah, vortex yeah, the of vortex of. So the last line in the film is something like um, they're listening or, or David's hearing um, a briefing, and they're basically saying to him. <clears throat> We don't know what the obelisk is, and that's it. Yeah, uh, the final <clears throat> line is, its origin and purpose still a total mystery. Final line of dialogue in the entire film. Yeah, and then you get, like, light speed looking, <clears throat> excuse me, lights and colors for, I don't know how long, 25, 30, maybe years. Really long time. Uh, <laughs> and then David's in a room, and then David's a, a baby eating the earth. Yeah, Wait, well, he's so not eating David? the earth. Yeah, I'm sorry, I woke I up for no, the baby. No, the there is no, 
You are saying, yeah, but you don't know. It's just well, a baby. don't know, but he's I supposed to be the, represented. The New York Times article that I read today uh, says that's supposed to be like the next race of creation. The star child. Yeah. That's not supposed to be like one of the characters, right? Yeah. I thought it was like the, the God Force, you know, like what has well, the idea connected is, but, well, all of We just go right into the end. The idea, I think, is that he is transitioning they've chosen to send the next evolution of man back whether that's actually david mm. bowman or not though if you look at his eyes they're the same eyes as the actor when you say okay. send them back send them back mean? to or like back to earth so like and... try it again like that time failed well not gonna, to, i don't think do try it again. again but it's supposed to be this idea of evolution of every time you see the monolith it is um, shown to transcend man into a different level of cognition. What's interesting yeah. is I i don't think I've watched this movie since I was 12. Um, I completely forgot the baby at the end. But the What I thought was kind of like the end-all, be-all moment is mm -hmm. Hal, right? Like Hal kind of taking over. And so I thought that the, the end of the movie was like, well, humans are done. Right, like the next civilization, is, and I've I've definitely lived like thirty years of life that thinking like that was that's what's going on yeah. in two thousand and one. Uh, right. of the film. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you want to? What do you want to talk about first? Because this well, what is what do you want to talk about. Um, how slow the movie is. Well, no. So that's that's part of what I want to talk about. But more, what I want to talk about is what what the I know Brian likes this movie. And likes Kubrick a lot. Um, for me, I this is not my favorite Kubrick movie by a long stretch. I realize how beautiful and amazing it is for when it was shot and the incredible visuals of it. But I like movies for storytelling, and this is an abject failure at storytelling. So I think I don't think he was trying to tell a story. Right. So right. I think this is one of those. But even to your you... point, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, finish. But even to Brian's point before we started about the monolith, if the monolith is you're getting another level of cognition, what that doesn't that, he doesn't even stick to that because on the moon nothing happens. Well, the moon is just that's why the the action is different. So they don't respond the same way the monkeys do. All it is is sending a message. <laughs> Because it's not the same monolith. So right. you're supposed to have an idea that different monoliths do different things. You know, so there was the one in prehistoric time that was espousing knowledge. Mm -hmm. The one on the moon is supposed to send a message to the one we get in Jupiter that right, they've right. advanced to a level where you can, you know, they can come to you, you know, where they can, they've gotten far enough, I guess, right. to be able to show that they can go to whatever that next level is, I guess. Which yeah. is, by the way, I mean, this is kind of like a visual opera is how he planned it, mm -hmm. you know, which is why there's not an, I mean, I don't think he thought of it as a standard film. Do you know what I mean by that? I don't think it's like it's comparable an art, it's to. An art piece. Yeah, I don't think it's comparable to say The Shining, which we did with him. Yeah, mm -hmm. which we were, was a more traditional, which was a more traditional film right. per se. Right, right. We were trying to compare it to like different genres, and and reading that the the New York Times 
did a piece on this. I, I guess, Brad, because there was a documentary that came out. Is that right? About the, the well, they re-released it. They re-released it um, last year, and I, I ticked. I didn't go. So uh, I think that's Chris, what it was about. Christopher Nolan did re-released it in seventy millimeter. He redid it, mm. uh, but they also released a book. That's, which was a great book as well, which was a New York Times what it's bestseller, about. which yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. what they were talking about. So it's talking about. about the book. and so But yeah, the movie the computer... is not based on the book, just so you know. No, 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 no. Yeah. They came no, out with there a, was book a book about written about the making, the making oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, Sorry. So, go ahead. They Wait. also wrote They also I, wrote a yes. book at the Mr. same Mr. time Mr. Clark, as the movie. I know, yes. So anyway, the comparison was made to Ulysses by James Joyce, and I thought like that's a really perfect comparison because... For me, as an English major, reading Ulysses, like, I took a whole course in Ulysses, and we read, you know, and discussed and had an expert, and and that made me really appreciate the book. Is it a book that I'm just going to pick up and watch and read and enjoy? No. (laughs) And I felt that way watching 2001, that, like, I, I think I would enjoy knowing the ins and outs of why they filmed pieces in certain ways, what his thoughts were about, like the amount of time it took to show certain scenes, the vantage points. Like, I thought there were some really interesting shots in terms of, like, where the focal point was, you know, like, some really, like, distant shots on on folks. Like, the, the one, um, I think they're on the spaceship, right, with, like, the, the guy speaking. It's kind of like a... Boardroom. It's a boardroom, but the the angle is like yeah, they yeah, really never uses the you know? wide angle lenses. Yeah, so and... I just thought there like there's some really interesting choices made in the movie, and I'm sure there's a lot of meaning there to explore. Um, eh. But anyway, it's it's to me, it's not a movie that you just like sit back and enjoy. Like I could see going to one of those uh, the man presents, you know, our our local concert venue does the like orchestra (laughs) you know the orchestra will do the Mm. score for the movie i feel like that would be great because you could have full conversation (laughs) in between some of that would not be appropriate Yeah. We did have we had like full conversations. Yeah, there there are in some scenes in this that are just just like watching what's happening and listening to Strauss. The one thing that just that just aggravates me with this movie is that there is a good story to be told in the middle section with Hal, David, and Frank, and there is some tension and there is some interesting um, stakes at play, and he just kind of doesn't care about any of it. He's just like, eh. Like, even the scene where we're... Let's talk specifically about when Frank gets killed. Uh, well, even before that, when David goes out Wait, to the... Frank is in the pod? See, that's why I thought Frank was in the... I thought Frank... They switched. The, the first time... that gets lost. I think I fell asleep before this happened. Yeah, so the first... I woke up to him floating off. The first time um, David goes in the pod and he goes out and grabs the broken device or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really broken. That's not really broken. Um, and you just... It takes forever. And there's no tension. There's no... There's nothing at stake. Like they don't, he doesn't set up anything about how dangerous what he's doing is or whatever. And then they repeat the same goddamn thing with David or with uh, when Frank goes out there, except the pod turns around and pushes towards Frank. And then all of a sudden you see Frank floating off. It reminds me of is it gravity? Gravity is the the one with Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, but but except that I cared a lot more about the characters. Right, and so I don't think you're supposed to care. Well, one of the, I, I don't think you're supposed to care about the characters very much at all, um, which is odd that they actually he even included the scene with uh, Frank's parents calling. Oh, yeah, I, I was think wondering that was about purposeful. That. So is that what do you think is the purpose of that? I, I think the purpose is that Hal is supposed to be the most human character in the entire thing. Oh, interesting. And because so it's supposed to be what, him not responding yes, to his parents? Yes. There's supposed hmm. to be. He picked the idea of. First of all, you have to think about who, what type of person is going to be picked to be in a space station with only one other person mm-hmm. for 18 months with no other human contact. Mm hmm. A completely aloof, detached person. The idea of Hal is supposed to be, he's the most human because that was the track we're moving towards. Which is, he's saying, we're moving towards, like we saw in uh, Ex Machina, this idea of artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And is that supposed to be the next thing? And it's becoming more human than the people who are human. But the idea is that that... It's becoming so human that it snaps David into reality when he becomes, Hal becomes so neurotic that he kills Frank. And the whole idea is the killing of Hal is like humanity realizing it can't be the creator of its own next being. Also. And that, and that, that's by doing that. David is able to go to the monolith, which Hal would not have allowed it. And whatever you think the monolith is, Mm because Stanley Kubrick didn't believe in, like, what we would think of as modern religions of what a god or something is. By rejecting Hal, by killing Hal, they have opened themselves up to the opportunity to their next stage of evolution, which is the star child. Yeah, that's where I fell asleep. Yeah. I missed that. Interesting. Yeah, I I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I just wish he. Would... But I don't think. But I I don't think. But his whole thing is that's one interpret. Like that's right. one interpretation of it. He wanted it to be a visual piece. Like for yeah. him, it was supposed to be like the sequences are long because he wanted to lull you into this almost like kind of sleep not hypnotic no borderline that like hypnotic situation and also obviously we have to remember he's making this for theaters and big massive you know when these films are made what's interesting is that he changed it based on people hating it right like so like that new york times piece which i thought you i was assuming you read because you alluded to it um, it says that well, it's probably know, part. Of, well, I read the book, so most so of the, the original the screening come from of that, that movie was forty minutes longer than oh yeah. than what it is. But now. that, 40 but honestly, yeah, but honestly, hated he it. <laughs> he did that all the time. He did the same thing with The Shining, but and that's then, actually why people question Eyes Wide Shut. Like, is that the final product of Eyes Wide Shut? Really, because he died before he likes yeah. to like would cut right up to the last minute. So the so they just kind of had to go with that. The version that we watched though is also not the version that came out for popular release. There was a seventy-minute version of two thousand and one that went out to theaters, and yes. so I mean that's radically shorter. Yeah. The, how long? I felt like but what we watched last night but, was four yeah, hours that, long. Sorry, I keep hitting the table. It was only, it's only 2.30. Yeah. That's long. That's long. Actually, I, I don't like even know if it's 2.30. I started watching it at 8 p.m., and when I woke up, it was 11.30. It is only, there's only what 70 happens? minutes of real content. Like, the, to be fair. Um, 
Well, if you cut dialogue, yeah. I mean, there's not much dialogue. I, you see, this is the thing about this picture, and I and I kind of Katie had talked about seeing it as a 12 year old, not seeing it at all. And when was the last time you had seen it, Jim? I've never watched the whole yeah. movie. I didn't think either of you would like it. Yeah. But well, and because I was wondering. Very... I said to Jim, "Did I see the whole movie?" Like I, don't, I'm yeah. wondering now. Like me, because they showed it to us in school. I can't imagine showing that whole movie to well, seven it's funny because you can see all the influences that came after, like immediately, well, like everything. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If you look at people talk about it, and that's why I, it's kind of hard for us. Every person, if you like, they did this documentary I was watching um, on Kubrick, not on two thousand one. George Lucas, yeah, Spielberg, yeah. Oh, sure. every single one, every single one of them, all these guys but, who won, they're like, the reason we went into filmmaking is because yeah. we sat down and watched this movie and nobody could figure out it's beautiful. how he did it, no, and, but that's what he wanted it to be. And I don't think, beautiful. but that's what I mean. Yeah. And it's I not think, a story. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. it is but a I don't, story. But that's why, like, if the, one of the things about the book that's really interesting, if you read the making of it, is him and Arthur C. Clarke driving each other crazy. Yeah, and also they were meeting most of the time in Kubrick's apartment, which was, apparently he was a bit of a hoarder, and they had he had three young children at that time. So yes. the two of them were meeting in his apartment with three kids running around. Um, that was their workspace. <laughs> and I was like, that totally makes sense. Like the, it's Yeah, like, but like he didn't even... But the book, I guess, if you read the book, the novel like really fills in people have said like watch the movie then read the book if you're mm. so inclined because you need answers for things because so is the they book went on more to... like clark like does, does clark do yes more of the Cooper didn't of the really book? even care it started it's a whole story the book I'll, i have the title when we do uh, recommendations it's really interesting just like the way he built the sets like when they're running on that track that's a real wheel that he made for this um all the there's no cgi because it didn't exist mm -hmm. so everything is, is either mod that's why well, you see the influence especially with star wars with the models that's like yeah. one thing george lucas was like oh my god i might actually be able to well, make what i want to do if i can study yeah what kubrick did here well it's and like, like it, it's like listening to the beatles and this this would be like who the beatles were influenced by Right, like if we take Star Wars as like the the mm. Beatles of science fiction movies, yes, and then the, the yeah, like you can see that ship flying over and seeing the exhaust or whatever the thrusters of that ship, and go, well, yeah, that's the first scene of Star Wars. That's and Lucas just put it on steroids, mm -hmm. and then put a, a fantastical story around it, but not. Um, like he was, he was very interested in like how things looked and things, but I, again, I, I, I have a hard time but, figuring out the, the love for this movie and it, it probably is, it's probably based on, you know, when it came out versus that's now. That's it. I think, but, I think historical context fills in a lot of that. For but me, historical context doesn't make up for the parts that are, that I'm thinking are lacking. But I, I hear you that it, that it doesn't it's, check it, all of the boxes. Right. But I don't think those were the boxes he was focused on. Yes. And I know that's fine. But but, but I'm, no, but I'm also talking about the, the same as the notebook. Like people are insane about this movie. Well, this is the number number 15 film on the AFI top 15. But I, I, it should be. I think, I think it should that, be. Yes, I, think I think that's about it being a 1968 movie that like. Blew yeah, but I think it's more minds. than that. I think it, you if you look at movies 
And it's the perfect one to follow up Pulp Fiction, I think, because mm-hmm. what Tarantino is best at is the dialogue right. and the, the, the character for and obviously that's a huge segment of films. But there's other elements of filmmaking in the history of filmmaking, silent films, for example, where there was never any dialogue. Sure. So so this idea of what he was doing in it's a, a different version of film. No, and, I agree. Which which I get. So but it's not that's why I think there was a lot of pushback against it, because it doesn't and he purposely it does not this Check isn't made the for boxes. the masses. The, the, uh, to no. me, right. To me, like, I think that this, it, it's a visual art, right? Like, I think that you're supposed to watch this and feel like, wow, this is visually This is like the Sistine incredible. Chapel of films. Right. You're not supposed to feel a connection to the characters. You're no. not supposed to feel like that was a really compelling story. It's supposed to stun you but, but, visually. Right, but then it only checks one box. Uh, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, but if I that's hear what but you're my saying, thing. but that's done so well. I, but that's I, I the, understand. The, but that's the box it wanted to check. Do you yeah, mean, like, that some, doesn't some, matter. That doesn't. That well, part, why, that though? specifically doesn't matter when we talk about it being number whatever. What was it? Number. 15? 15. But that's because that's you, but that's your inter- that's your like or your interpretation of what film should be. No, no, There's no, a no, whole no, no. Other no. subsect of people that for film it's the like the abstract visual element of it. Like if you ever saw a Tree of Life with Terrence Malick. Yeah, but it's you, the you, same type of thing. That, it's like that's it's fair. not going to be something for everyone. And if he had done like you say the notebook if they had sat there and said, oh, we wrote these characters and we think they're fully formed. I, Katie's right. He didn't care about any of that. He yeah. purposely was making the interpretation of it as bland. Like those characters were acting exactly how I think he wanted them oh, sure. to yeah. act. So that is like, I think all that's purposeful in terms of what he was looking to do. And I think he was yeah. purposely trying to create a film that was not like an anti-film. Like this is not anything that people make. It's he had no interest in it for this film. Cause I think there's other ones he makes that are much more film films, like even uh, the Arms. shining. Yeah. All of them are that. And that's his, but they're all weird. They're all a little avant-garde. But, yes, but, but I think this one was intended. Right. Yes, yeah. I think this one was intended visually to lull you, and that's why he originally had somebody writing a score for it. Yeah, I mean, and like then he's The like, Shining has I, much I more character development than this yes, does. Yes, I don't sure. think there is supposed to be. Scene. But that had source material, too, so sure. he yeah, probably yeah. felt at least a little... But, it, but I mean, he could have. He could have had source material. Like, again, like... I've never watched it, but there's 2010 Space Odyssey, <laughs> and then there's 3,000... 3010 but like, none so of them clark, are no but clark continued took, it he had characters but yeah. for kubrick it wasn't about that it was this idea right. of almost like a, it's i almost equate it to like one of those um like african Fantasia. safari you know like documentaries or planet earth you know where he's just you're just kind of you're not you're you're seeing things like we're going to show you this cheetah or we're going to show you this tiger and they don't really talk and you kind of there's a narration to it mm-hmm. where there's not much but you're just supposed to be visually brought into that world and it's like we're looking at um what we're really looking at is the end of 
certain elements of humanity. Like if you think about the beginning with the proto humans, mm -hmm. like there's technically dialogue because they're grunt, but we have right, no right, freaking right, clue right, what their dialogue is. But we're seeing them on the cusp of becoming something very different. Right. Well, and, and I, I thought that was interesting. And like the dialogue almost is you could it could almost be a silent film because the dialogue itself is almost not important. I mean, there's a few lines here of, oh, we found this monolith on the moon. We're going to have to go here. But the Bowman or the pool dialogue, other than Hal's dialogue. Yeah. What dialogue in the film really matters? Right. Nothing. I, I do think the historical context is very important for this. Like, it's happening at the same time as the space race, right? So you've, you have this quest in the 60s, you know, to explore space, to, to you know, find the final, final frontier. Um, and what's interesting <laughs> is, you know, there was this notion of, like, Kubrick was trying to get this movie out before they actually land, landed somebody on the moon. <laughs> Um, and then oh, yeah, yeah. The, the astronauts yeah, respond to this movie and they were like the the you know the way that you've envisioned space travel is so much more luxurious than what it actually is um you know he had like the posh living conditions um but i think for again 1968 to put out that cautionary tale about technology like i think that was forward thinking you know i think you could compare it to like a 1984 in saying like in 1968 Look at where we are now. See, that's that's part of my problem with this. That folks have on it. If that's the theme that you're going for, he totally abandons that, and it's not even. He does not even pay much attention to it well, at all. Well, except that the characters. Again, I fell asleep, but it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying is that at the end, the the character said realizes that the technology is dangerous and no it, it doesn't it, he does no, not he realize that he kills his, his <laughs> kills right, somebody. Well, well but, i mean listen yeah, somebody but, dies no, first. but that's but hold on that's the whole point of the film <laughs> right the, the, no but the, no but it's not even it's not you the, can yeah. but you can see in this movie what you want and i think it's timeless in the sense that i see how like in my most recent viewing of it yeah and how has the hubris of it's supposed to be man i guess but it's a timeless hubris right. that i can never be wrong that i'm never going to listen to another point of view right that my point of view is right and you you need to be basically killed you tell me that's not relevant no it's Absolutely. relevant today it's as term and i just but, wish he but, focused on it for the entire film yeah but yeah but i don't think like, that's what but that's, right, you're talking about like literally the middle like part of this movie that plays kind of an insignificant part when you when you talk about the beginning and the end. Yeah, but I don't know if it does because I don't think you I think you're thinking of it as a beginning, a middle and the end in the traditional storytelling that the proto humans at the beginning are the same characters we're seeing at the end. Well, My point is that's not what this is. It's even more even though it's linear in its fashion it's it's not a story where we're following a character even like pulp fiction which narratively was unique in the way tarantino told it that we still had the the discussion of jewels at the beginning and the end and we had that discussion of why did they should pick that scene at the end that's not what this is this is like but distilling society changing i guess somewhat 
as you just us argue, posting though, to see it. That, that that theme is present from the very beginning with the proto-humans, right? So the, the notion of them discovering a tool, mm -hmm. right? Like the tool becomes the, the end-all be-all, right? Right, like that's it. Like the bone is like, becomes weapon and now we're going to use it against each other and so it ends up kind of becoming the 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 end of that whatever that group of humans right or that group of pre-humans yes um yeah. and so you still have that notion of like the tool as another character right that that that, that it becomes a driving force it becomes this this thing this weapon right mm -hmm. so like it's a different form of weapon so technology as we see it now becomes power, another power, right it's which another is why weapon. the bone turned into the spaceship right. exactly in the in the match cut but I, think I think there's some genius to it i i like oh, i hear what course, you're saying of course i just it, it, I'll for take me it over the departed any day for oh so why for me and the, the, the 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 personally this kind of stuff just does not interest me and, and avant-garde i think it's a huge cop-out in avant-garde art to say, take from it what you will. Um, and I, so that's, that's sort of my, when, when I watch The Shining, I think there's more meat on the bones and, and there's more trying to tell us something about, about humans. But I think, <laughs> but I think that that's, what, I think you've already explained that, right? That like for us, we respond just, yeah, more yeah. to I'm just stories saying. that are character driven, right. Right? right? And the end and that also have this broader theme. So again, when I hold it up to something like The Departed, I say, okay, so it has that broader theme. It's mm -hmm. missing the dialogue, It's right? So it doesn't check all of the boxes for us, but I understand why it's seen as one of the greatest films of all time. But I just think there's like visually alone, like, and again, I. Part of the the things I understand about not buying into elements of this is like I read the documentary on it. Mm -hmm. So I was so intrigued in terms of how they made it. Yeah. And then other thing. This is not like a one viewing type. Like you're either all I feel like you're right. either all in on this movie or it's it's not that interesting. Like I'm intrigued by how we shot it and I'm I'm intrigued by some of the ideas of it and the pacing. What I like about it solely is the fact uh, one of the things is that visually I, I could not stop looking at it. Like mm -hmm. I occasionally watch movies now as we all do with smartphones and everything. So you're kind of like distracted, but you can still hear the dialogue and stuff like that. I didn't feel I could do that because yeah. I legit think Kubrick is the equivalent of Leonardo da Vinci for filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, everything I there visually is intended for a purpose. So I want, Ugh. it's almost like you don't want to miss <laughs> Uh, no, no. Does I mean, visually, agree. he does. I, I know, but dude, he sits on those is, shots forever that are so I know, but fucking that is, boring. Again, and he it, won. It, he, it's intended to be a visual opera with the music, and he's cutting it to beats in these songs that he wanted. Now, right. for right or wrong, we can right. like it or not like it. Whereas some people would cut the beats to dialogue. But he wanted that. And there's also all these interpretations of if you look at the spacecraft and things like that, it's about the idea of conception. Um, <laughs> well, that's it just, is. And I, the, it, there was and no how, conception happening following this movie unless <laughs> folks had taken acid. Um, but I just like the idea. I like the idea. Not in the Chamber of Secrets. 
Oh, the Chamber of Secrets, you it can is, go there. The um, Chamber of Secrets was closed. But so I mean, like, if you, like, give you an example. The last sequence when the Versailles hotel room thing, which he did finally, before he died, gave Sim insight to in terms of what his perception of that was supposed to be, which was it was like for this whatever group, this higher being that was the monolith. Um, it was kind of like a zoo for them to study man and because David <laughs> Bowman was the first man they could have and they studied him. By the way, some brilliant cuts. If you notice and you watch that sequence, yeah. every time David looks at the next version of himself, they yeah. immediately turn back and the next He's version gone. is gone. Yeah, that part was very cool. I did like and that, I, part and, that part. But he ends up in that bed at yeah. the end. And he slowly like points he slowly points at how in recreation hand face everything of um michelangelo's the creation of adam mm. Mm. that's very in cool. terms of how it is and then that's the last thing you see and it goes in to star child which i apparently i think is explained more in like 2010 which i would never watch kubrick had nothing to do with it and i think it turned unfortunately into more Cash of a crab. traditional movie do you know where it's like, oh, we're going to have these characters. And it was the character from the beginning um, from the space yeah, committee yeah, yeah, who yeah. went up and ran the board meeting. He's in it. And like the they the contacts coming back and mm -hmm. all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's it's worth uh, seeing 100 percent. It's a great movie. It's just I thought, not I my was shocked how much um, like watching it back this time, you realize how many other movies we've seen that we thought were so unique or so original or whatever like gravity which stole whole portions mm -hmm. of it or uh christopher nolan's interstellar mm -hmm. which isn't stealing i mean it's an yeah. homage i mean it mm -hmm. influenced yeah, yeah. Him, obviously lucas spielberg yeah. all those guys like close encounters and all those types like, of things every single space movie that came after uh not everyone that's not true and i will fight on that Ooh. there i mean Ooh. like I, I don't want to i mean you can't give. I think that's that's saying. I don't a think every space movie. I think I think, I think you that, look at this movie as like a stand. Like it, he he set a standard for for movies to come about outer space. <laughs> right. Like but, it's just like talking about Edgar Allan Poe in, in terms of the horror genre, right? Like I can't imagine I don't that think it's folks, the same at all. I can't imagine that there are folks that made movies about space after this movie who did not watch this well, movie. Well, there was oh, like sure, two, sure, sure. two well, generations of people who just went into filmmaking because of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I, just... I equated it to me, and it's the film, but imagine yourself <laughs> being... Jerry um... just said Jim is Jim is saying Spaceballs isn't, wasn't influenced by the scrap. That's not true. I'm, I, there has there to be... an animal There has to be a Spaceballs space, reference I to think. 2001. I wonder yeah. if there is. Oh, I'm sure There's there is. There's gotta be. <laughs> but this this film and the film I'm going to compare it to in a second here is nowhere near as good of it. And it's a film that we've done. But it was the equivalent, I think, of being whatever we were, 12 or 13 and going in and seeing Jurassic Park uh -huh. with CGI becoming the CGI we know now. Interesting. You were like, holy hell, how did they do this? And it was I think that's probably what this film was. People were sitting well, there because every alien I prior to this they he doesn't show an alien every spaceship was a round saucer right, and they right. talk about mm -hmm. like he created by the way he is like da vinci in the sense that he was nuts 
he everything in there was nasa had to be nasa approved he had nasa scientists there being like what's the spaceship going to look like yeah. what's the food going to be I like what cool. is the and and he was more obsessed but i think he was more obsessed with the aesthetic of creating the environment yeah. than the dialogue and that's why i think you like there's certain films you can judge and say well it's not a full film because they focus too much on you know th this part of the film was good the cinematography was good but the dialogue was bad or this performance was bad or the the way they you know all the other films we've talked about i think my point with this is it does enough he he you know but i think he mastered everything about this film was mastered the way he wanted it to be. Yeah. So the dialogue was exactly what he thought the dialogue for this. It wasn't, man, I'm going to have this great dialogue. No, he, he knew it was going to be minimalist. Yeah. Like the soundtrack was going to be this. The visuals were going to be this. The interpretation was what you wanted it to be for better or worse. And not a, he, what I, I'll give him credit is not every one of his films is that. I think it's a cop out if every one of your films is something like that. Mm -hmm. um, not all of his films are that. No, not and at I, all. And I also think, so thinking back to my experience of seeing this movie, you know, for me, this was pre-computers, really. Pre-cell phone, definitely, right? Oh, so, yeah. like, I had, what, like a word processor in 1992, something yeah. that had, like, a little screen on it. Um, and being 12 years old and watching this movie, again, like, the message that, sat with me for all of these years was like you know you, there is a power to technology and and I, it's just it's interesting to me that like even at that age like that hit me really hard and I remember that so well um, in what is to me a very avant-garde film um, that that message still came through you know to to a younger self. Yeah, and I think he. Yeah, and I, I think he was also trying to. You have to remember he was coming off Doctor Strange Love, mm -hmm. and I think for him he was never really interested in doing similar things back to back. Like if mm. you see the films, like he picks from one. There's, I mean, there's definitely some reoccurring themes in terms of just the general people in his films. I mean, even if you look at The Shining, when we did The Shining. They're what if Jack interesting had characters. Been on that spaceship? <laughs> what that, Jack? Jack on the oh, spaceship? I know. But good. I. But I mean, even those characters, people have complained about, like Shelley Duvall's character oh, not sure. being evolved enough. And I. I don't think humanism. No, that's not was his necessarily what he was focused no. on. Right, anything right. to this maybe no. in that sense every one of his movies the, what i remember is like an overall feeling theme and visuals right same thing for eyes wide shut like i remember yeah. specific scenes like whoa that's creepy <laughs> and then an overall feeling you don't remember bits of dialogue you don't remember no you know, and i don't strong think that's, emotional moments and that's not him i, I think right. like that's just not who he that's is. not him yeah so much which right. is interesting like mm -hmm. some of the people he casts i mean it's weird if you think about it i mean the shi the shining and maybe eyes wide shut are the only movies i can think of as of his where it's like a mega mega Star. hollywood superstar yeah. 
you know, well, there, I mean, there was other Orange. people who were really, no, not at that no, time. Oh, no, really? not at that time. Not he made, McDowell? yeah, he oh. kind of made Rodney McDowell from that point. I didn't but know. like Cruz and Nicholson were top tier guys yeah. at that point um, to do that. Um, All right. So, I feel like we've yeah. given Stanley his yes. homage. Yeah. All right. Where to go, we'll Stanley? See him again. It's probably uh, gonna be the last time I watch your movie, but. Good job, oh, we can you. do Clockwork Orange at some point. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that is that on movie. Netflix. I think we're done with. Have you seen Clockwork Orange? Yeah, we watched it at your film theory class oh, in Scranton. Yeah. Watched it with. In the, what was that? Doctor. Uh, we also watched Doctor Strangelove there too. Yeah. Yes, we did. That was I our. Mean, you that was our cheap dates. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the middle of the day. <laughs> yes, yeah. like came out of there. Friday at like, three p.m. The sun. And we were going three happy hour. Three forty-five. We should watch Marathon Man. That was another one we. Yeah, that's, that. a, that's a good movie. I remember that one. On the waterfront. Uh, mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, Marathon I should have gotten credit for that class. I wasn't well, actually hey. taking it. I think you probably wrote Jim's papers. Probably you probably did. should have gotten credit for it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go spanning uh, the globe <laughs> here, pop culture-wise. Uh, we will have some exciting upcoming things uh, later in the week. Uh, we will be delving more into the mind of Keenan Laird yeah. of the Pop Daddle podcast and more insight in to uh, our collaboration on Porch Sorry. Man. Yes, can it? we do the, do the play the Porch Man? There it is. <laughs> Everyone quiet, one second. Okay. Porchman. Also, we need Lily doing comm majors. Please. Oh, yeah. I don't remember which one it is, so I don't want to <gasps> hit it. She does it all the time now, Bryce. She well, walks around the house going, Welcome to comm majors. Um, so, so, some exciting news. One comm major uh, is going to be on television soon. This one. This is me. Raising the roof for trivia. Katie is going to be competing uh, in a trivia challenge. And I as we said at the beginning of the sold episode. Sold my soul uh, to Fox News. Yes. Well, it's not actually Fox News you're no, going to be on, no. is it? <laughs> no. She's going to be on Fox and Friends. Local affiliate. Fox, Fox. I'm pretty Katie sure the host is Fox gay. will be on Fox and Friends so tomorrow discussing the Mueller report. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations. And we are really excited to hear your insight on oh what you think. I have a lot to say. Have you read all 800,000 pages? <laughs> I only read the title of the NPR article. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Katie's going to be keating, uh, competing, if you're in the Philly area, on Fox 29, uh, mm-hmm. a trivia challenge. As yep. we've already established, uh, com, listen, uh, com majors, listeners know, Jim and I, of course, are trivia, trivia champions. champions. Everybody um, knows. Everybody knows. So trivia we're champions. sure Katie is going to win. We're going to be doing some trivia mm-hmm. competitions practice for Katie. As we've established on the show, Katie's understanding of questions <laughs> at times. This is, is this is, is a weak a point. Brian, Brian, this is which, a weak would point you for say me. would you say she hears what she wants to hear? I do. Very selective. And I will also say that my downfall is always timed questions where yes. I have to respond. So there are there are pop quiz questions on the show I'll where like, it's like to a person and you've got to answer, that's not gonna be good. I'll be that. like, Katie, are you in there? She's like, Yes, I'll have a cocktail. Yes. That's she. Do you know what it is? You really should be a politician. You hear the questions you want. I want to hear. That's it. That yeah. I answer what I want to answer. Yeah, yes. I love yep. it. Interesting it's question. Fantastic. Yes, I'll have a cocktail. Yes. <laughs> now that you bring it up, I guess I will. Um, so just so we were doing 2001 this week, and I was reading some articles um, just involving technology and things that were going on. And Variety ran something that we have talked about a few times uh, on the show in in smaller ways in different areas. Um, But there's a phenomenon now coming out that they're dubbing the paradox of choice. 
which mm. is something that has existed in the 20th century in terms of shopping malls, uh, students having to pick college courses, all these types of things where there's massive amounts of choice <laughs> post 1950s in the consumer culture. Uh, and Variety, uh, they were quoting a media trend survey that comes out every year that says now 47% of Americans are frustrated about the growing amount of subscriptions necessary to uh, view movies, television, digital media. 57% um, of the people are, are saying in general they're beginning very frustrated because there's um, a loss of their favorite shows or movies or content in, in a time fashion, um, you know, on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whenever when these subscriptions lapse uh also now nearly 50 percent of the country um are having problems picking what to watch because there is so much digital content now which kind of has led people to ask are we going into an well, era now of subscriber fatigue which jim kind of brought up yeah. alluded to last week um on the show yeah. which i thought was really interesting and what is your thought of that as well, we transition into a digital world i was sort of with everything there until the last one which was that like people are paralyzed by the choice of content to make a decision because that's how is that different from normal TV? There's so much crap on normal TV. Um, and I guess you're ne so like, you can't strictly call this like a cutting the cord versus not cutting the cord because there is so much digital content through cable now too. Um, yes. but yeah, I, I think decision fatigue hits a lot of people. Um, and it if you're not, me. yeah, if you're not, Every if, time you're, I'm on Netflix, I'm if you're not aware, gonna watch. if you're not aware of what's making you feel that way, um, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It can be, a, it can be a problem. I think there's opportunity for someone to sort of, and, and this is never going to happen. It sucks, but because none of these companies are consumer focused and that's a huge problem. And we went to the movies today. And so, like, for the, the first time even, in forever, Katie, did you know that the movies were playing, Katie? How did you find out that <laughs> we the looked it up today? Playing? We realized that we had never actually gone to the movies as a family. The four like, this of was us. our first time. Oh, what'd you go see? Wonder Park. Oh, it's good. Eileen and the kids saw that last week. Yeah, it's okay. Last We've weekend. never so, gone to the movies together. But my point is, I think film in general has a problem right now. Mm -hmm. uh, if, 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 if the theater. You know, this is sort of getting away from what you're talking about, but I think it's sort of related um, in in a very loose way. But my experience today was, eh. Uh, so if film, if studios and directors and people want, and, and this is, goes back to our Steven Spielberg thing, like you want people to go to the theater to see movies, make the theater experience better. Yeah. There are too many shitty movie theaters that have shitty employees they don't care, and they have shitty clients. Oh my God, yeah, how much like it cost for us to go to a uh, matinee today? It was oh, it was a hundred dollars basically for us to go to the movies. Like, and, who wants and, to do that? And give the girls candy. Nope. Oh, the problem you got to stop at CVS and get no yeah. one. No, but whatever. like, so, but, but honestly, like, we had gift certificates to use, and that yeah. was like part. That was why we went. Like, literally, Lily is going to be eight years old. We have never gone to the movies together. 
Like all this of, was a first. No, no, all four of us. All four of us, yeah, right? Like to say, like the family's yeah. going to the movies. So, so, but to bring it back to what Brian, this whole point that Brian's making, I think all of this is an opportunity for some way to to create a consumer focused, a consumer conscious way to deliver digital content, and not like that's why I have a problem with this Disney Plus, this DC yeah. Unlimited, this. Uh, you know, CBS never giving their shit to Netflix the or real Hulu. CBS. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just there there are, and to me, someone who would have been, loved to watch, you know, the new Star Trek back you know ten years ago, I just say fuck it now. I don't care. Well, so and what what I think we end up doing, which I I do think is like characteristic of the the new like viewer. Uh, who's cutting cable is like we just don't watch stuff yep. right like if it if it's not on Hulu and Amazon or HBO we just don't watch it Netflix and Netflix, Netflix sorry is right the big one. so well that's it right so like we pay for Amazon Netflix Hulu to me if it's not on one of those subscription services then I don't care about it well, we'll have to talk about that Hulu password uh, <laughs> when, when season three of Handmaid's Tale comes out. We, we got you. We're we got watching you. season two we, right we now. We still haven't watched uh, season two. Nobody else is using we're, we're ours. We're currently so watching it in. from the library. <laughs> By the way, best subscription service, it's free. Yeah, we, that's where we got 2001. We take, yep, we take, uh, oh, yeah. take it out of the library. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, the, the disc... The disc started yeah, skipping that, right, is, at, yeah. right at Star there is, Baby there is or whatever it is, definite, Star Child. There is a definite downside. Also, I'm not calling it Star Child anymore. It is but Star that, Fetus. But, but honestly, that was a thing, Star right? Child. It was like we looked fetus. it up on iTunes and it's like, okay, if we rent it on iTunes, it's only $4, but then you've got to watch it tonight, right? And yeah, I was yeah. like, this is a long freaking movie. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I don't know if no we're going to watch it on this show. <laughs> so that yeah. is we make a no money. net loss. That is a net loss. <laughs> and then you guys do don't I make want, any money? Do I want to pay $20 yeah, yeah. to Jim, own Jim is space making money. balls? Jim, Jim is hand over money. fist. Jim, Jim is making a lot fisting? of money off this show. I said hand over fist. I'm making money. Fisting. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, by the way, Jim, I thought you would find this interesting. Uh, Comcast, yeah, because they know they have to do something. Now you can link your Comcast because I'm one of this rare. Well, I shouldn't say rare. It's almost forty five percent of Americans. You're a rare bird, have, Brian. Uh, have uh, hardwire cable and some form rare of digital box. subscription. But now Comcast will allow you to search movies mm -hmm. and everything, and it will pull from Amazon Prime. Yeah. And oh, Netflix. I like that. So like it expedites your your search, which I like because sometimes mm -hmm. I am going back and forth between. Yeah, them. Apple the TV does that for is, you. The interesting thing is, I only—I I mean, we have Amazon Prime, but we don't have it for the video. We just right. order a lot of stuff oh, from it. So it's a, same. Yes, but it's a but it's a bonus. Yeah. So Netflix, and I don't have Hulu or the other ones, though. I do really want to get the Criterion Channel. Um, yeah, but see, but, like again, but I, I won't, I won't do it because I can't justify paying for it. But there's mm -hmm. some pretty, like those are the types of movies I like to watch. Uh, I feel like that's, that's it's cool all going to change again within the next. Well, it's going to have to. It, it, well, like, it it's, is. It's happening. People are buying it out right now. That's and left. it. So, all like, right. Yeah. No, okay. go ahead. Moving on. All right. Five questions. Here we go. Katie wrote the questions this week. I She's did. always so good at answering them. So I'm sure that. <laughs> I, I do. Just I did see wait. them in the pre-show thing, and at least this time you wrote the questions, and they adhered I to did. the I told you. actual I needed format. To, I told of Jim our I needed to go questions. to work. I went to work in the office today for ten minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I "Can did. you watch the kids? I have work I need to, to go do. to work." And then she's like, "How do you get to five questions?" And I'm like, "That's, That's the fucking work." 
that's the work. I took it Can seriously, just... though, Brian. Did you hear that? I took it seriously. Yes. And one quick thing. Uh, clearly, your movie-going experience wasn't good because the manager was not Keenan Laird, well, who used dude, to have alcohol to parties with people smoking. Uh, so really I don't know today. what was playing in the theaters adjacent to it us. It was us. Oh, no, it was, the, it was Marvel. It oh, my was God, so freaking loud. Through the uh, whole see, movie. Do you not have a good movie theater? See, I'm lucky. We do. We had a gift certificate that we needed theater. to use for King AMC. of Prussia okay. is, a good, is a good movie theater. We yes, went, I yeah. loved King yeah, of yeah, Prussia. Yeah. I loved we went it. to this theater because we had some gift certificates. Okay. And so I hadn't been there. The last thing I saw there was Saving Private Ryan, I think. And okay. honestly, like the theater itself <laughs> was fine, it. except that honest, that we could hear the movie next door. Yeah. And well, the employees were the, pretty oh, yeah, much yeah. worthless. No, no, no. no. Yes. I meant like once we got inside of the... the <laughs> you need a good... Like I'm, the, I'm very lucky. You I have a great theater. You did it to yours theater. too. Don't, see, you do this to me where you call me out on it. You whacked your microphone too. I see you. Ooh. <laughs> Oh Lord! All right, five questions. Here we go. Okay, mm. you, you're gonna ask, to ask five them? questions. Oh, yes. okay. Right. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Costumes and sex. <laughs> what? Like what wearing costumes? This question. Usually, we try to keep <laughs> them tied to the movies. I was thinking, some monkeys? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I was thinking about like what would I wear tonight? I was like, oh, I would wear Lily's monkey ears because she was just a monkey in her first theater production. I was like, I would wear her monkey ears. And then, and then you want to make Brian uncomfortable. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I was like, what do you think? Costumes uh, and I, sex. Uh, I want to know. Thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down. That surprises me. Why? I always I, thought I, you were a role player. I don't know. Mm, I just thought you mm, were. Okay. I thought you'd be like all like Professor Costello or no, like that's Greg Jeffries. All right, next question. Okay, that is... <laughs> Greg Jeffries. That's actually pretty good. Now yes. he's changing his mind. He's like, Wait, well, I did lead the league. I did lead the league in doubles one year. Doubles. He did. And then he was traded to Kansas City Royals for Brett Saberhagen. So Along no to Keith costumes. Miller now and I Kevin have McReynolds. questions. One more follow-up question. Yeah. Does no. that mean that you will not wear a costume, or also you would not like your sexual partner to wear a costume? What, My what sexual partner has a not... name. Well, no, I didn't want to like call her out. I thought well, that like, we'd a... make it like anonymous. Uh, <laughs> but it's me. Oh my god! How is it anonymous? <laughs> Jim, fill next her in next week on the questions and how we write them. All right, question two. How about question I read the questions two, no. to myself? I got it. Would I got you rather it. No, spend a I year want in it. space? This is my job. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather spend a year in space or spend a year living with a pack of gorillas in the wild? <laughs> uh, space. I don't. I couldn't live outside. I, I don't I like that. Uh, your your muscles would atrophy. Yeah, yes. I You'd couldn't live outside. Treadmill. I couldn't live outside, which is wheel. exactly why when I go out to eat with my family, I go to rainy days and Mondays. This is a winning yeah. concept. Because well, I'm it telling looks you, like you're outside. I'm quitting my job. Good but news you're not for you. Outside. Good for, news for you about space. The food that they had looked a lot like the stuff you would eat in yes. the Scranton cafeteria. Yes, I do like corned beef hash. <laughs> um, refried beans uh -huh. and it looked like they probably would have milk which we've established I enjoy drinking with yeah. my meals number three fill in the blank the most useful tool ever invented for my personal life experience was the um, television mm -hmm. yeah that's fair mm -hmm. All right, we yeah. don't need to talk about it more. No, I don't think so. Number four, what was your it's so sad, favorite? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess there's probably more useful tools, but 
it's perfect. Okay. Four. What was your favorite science fiction movie? 2001 Space Odyssey. Is it really? One of them. Actually, yeah. I also love Blue Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner's good. Mm-hmm. I, I love Blade Runner. And actually, Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner as well, it's, it's I think, excellent. is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, and there's a bunch of other ones. My favorite sci-fi thing ever is not a movie. It's a TV show, which is The X-Files. Mm. I love so, but that's you not a watch movie. The X-Files together. Yes. That's yeah. um, Jim was just talking about some high school doing a production of oh, Aliens. Yeah. Did you Aliens. see this? I yeah. saw that. They Alien looked amazing, by yeah. the way. I'll have to show you the pictures after this. Go ahead. It next question. Awesome. All right. Number five, deep thoughts question. Back in Neanderthal times, what would you have contributed to primitive society, Brian? What would your nothing. job have been? <laughs> I, I, can, I really contribute nothing to society now. So, so I, I would does imagine that mean I would that you be... would have been eliminated. He, no, no, Brian, I, I... you would be like the risk analyst. Assessment. Yeah. Like you would be yeah. like, no, we don't want to go over that don't ridge. Because then we'll get don't... fucking killed. <laughs> we want to stay right here in this safe, warm spot yes. and be. And watch our rock that will By the way, we didn't eventually be about. a TV, That's but you guys true. are going to yes. fucking love you it. You would have been really good about like not getting people killed. That's true. Yes, and That's I, true. I we didn't even talk about those uh, proto-humans with yeah. that tiger with the eyes. That oh, was yeah. cool. So and that was a way, whole, oh my God, this yeah. article was so good because it talks yeah. about, so like the zebra was a dead horse painted like a yeah. zebra. Yeah, and How that about the shot, trees? the shot with Did the Did you ever cheetah. hear about the trees? There's like the these trees, three Brian. weird like little trees that he illegally dug up on the side of a road. <laughs> I love and it. basically killed them so it. that he could get them in this shot. Oh, he was a complete nut job, but yep. I mean, he was brilliant. Listen, is most, he dead? Most Did he die? Yeah, he died, oh, he died. during- uh, Yeah, uh, eyes wide shut. I almost said can't hardly wait. Could you imagine Kubrick <laughs> cut of can't hardly uh, wait? Can we edit? <laughs> Who do we know? Can we get um? Can we get Topher Grace yeah. to edit? Uh, yeah. Can't hardly wait to a can't hardly wait trailer, but Stanley do with Kubrick, Kubrick like yeah. music. It was like uh, I love it. She was enjoying the same breakfast pastry I was enjoying at that exact moment. And then they go into some yeah. alternate universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, I like Kubrick because I also like David Lynch, who is a similar screwed up like narrative yeah. storyteller. Ooh, so I don't know if I've watched that much of him. I've watched Mulholland Drive. You, did you watch it at all? Uh, Twin, Peaks? Twin Peaks? No. Yeah. Uh, well, there. Well, that's your mistake right there. <laughs> it's weird. Jimmy Jimmy Costanzo. He's not on right now. He likes he likes some David Lynch. Oh, Twin Peaks mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, all right, let's go into recommendations. Is he also Jim? LA Confidential? No, no, that's Gus Different. Van Sant. No, not Gus Van Sant. Um, damn it, who is that? Yeah. Guy who was Scientologist and then left. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he's still hiding, alive, right? I think. Oh, he's, he's in, in hiding. hiding. I think Curtis Hansen. Sorry, <laughs> Curtis Hansen. So, my recommendation is not a drink, or a book, or a movie. It's my favorite candy that you can only really get around this time of year. It is the, the Cadbury mini Cadbury eggs. That's all that Jim wants in his Easter it basket. It is not that gross egg that has the cream that looks like a yolk in it. <gasps> Katie loves yeah, those. That stuff, that but stuff this is, is basically for me now. this is like the M M&M and M elevated. It is a hard candy shell with Cadbury's chocolate inside. I love mm. it. All Delicious. Right. Perfect. All right. I was gonna get you some dental floss for Easter this year, Jim. Oh yeah, but well, my toiletries have been getting theme. low. But <laughs> make sure you only get the small size that could get on a plane. I'm gonna get like the. We 
we never talked about Valentine's presents. Oh, yeah. Jim got me shave gel and cocoa butter lotion <laughs> for Valentine's Day. That's yeah. very nice, I think. And she was like, great, I needed these. And I was I like, did. God I did. damn I it. I did. Because I got brandless shave gel. It was not, it disappointed me. And so this, yeah. the Skintimate shave gel yeah. that Jim got was very good. You keep freaking there me you out. You, make an, you made a noise that made That's me think that I someone do. was coming down I didn't the stairs. Do it's the star child. Yeah. <sighs> fetus. Star fetus. Okay. It's not so, a fetus. It's out of the sack by the point it's, it's going to earth. Sack. Is it? Which sack is that, Brian? Is that the testicular sack or the embryonic sack? No. Embryonic sack. <laughs> All right. No more cocktails prior. It's the only Lord. way to talk Katie, about Stanley Katie, Kubrick. Katie, what is your <laughs> recommendation? Recommendation. I <laughs> I am reading Delia Owens's Where the Crawdads Sing right now, and I highly recommend it. It is excellent. It is one of Reese Witherspoon's book club yeah. recs. What and would Reese Witherspoon I say, do? Yes, she what would say we do now? read that book. Isn't it true you have never seen um What's that one with Reese Witherspoon? Um, Some of them. What's the one I'm thinking Smiley. of, Jim? That's having celebrating its anniversary with Reese Witherspoon. Sweet Home Alabama. No, I've uh, never no. seen that. Election. We've never seen. No, oh, the election is uh, good. Um, with Ryan. Um, Cruel Phillippe. Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Is that I've true? You never that? saw Cruel. No, oh, I've I thought you that. said you had not seen that. Oh, I've seen Cruel Intentions. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Because they're releasing that, re-releasing in theaters for anybody who wants to see that. Mm. Uh, my recommendation is Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick, Arthur C. Clarke, and the Making of a Masterpiece by Michael Benson. A fantastic mm -hmm. book. Uh, you realize what goes into that. I also watched two other movies this week. Uh, 2001 uh, took my AFI Top 100 spot, so I didn't have to worry about finding another one. I watched Heat uh, with De Niro and Pacino, which was brilliant at points. Uh, but also, like, <laughs> lost its way at other points. It was kind of... Some of the complaints Jim, I think, had about 2001, I think, are very valid for this in terms of just kind of things not making sense, starting story threads mm. that they didn't answer, and uh, that's kind of Michael Mann. But it's definitely worth watching. Um, De Niro is awesome in it, and Pacino is Pacino, and it, it was good. It, uh, and then I watched James Bond. I had this thing where I was going to... James Bond is going off Netflix as of April 1st. And I had watched a couple of them. Goldfinger Man is wild with misogynistic stuff. Like, mm. in a I new... I, so much I was texting Jim and Katie as I was... That I'm like, this is wild. Like, that this is... Um, so I think I'm kind of done with the Sean Connery, mm. James Bond films. Oh, I'm just... You're evolved. Yeah. Like 2001. It's all the man proof. now, dog. Yes, he better movie Finding Forrester. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mission Imp just proves Mission Impossible is better mm. than um, James Bond. I do have two podcasts. Book. Scientology. Oh my god, two podcast recommend recommendations. Uh, the Daily, twenty minutes of news told in narrative form. Fantastic! It's the only way I want my news delivered to me. And wait, don't tell me. <laughs> Uh, which is also about the news, but it's a trivia show. And so it's like a listener calling in and they ask the listener questions about, thank you for my eggs. Um, <laughs> I don't get any fucking eggs. <laughs> They're so good. I'll digitally print some to you. Oh, that, thank you. 3D print those. Yeah. Little Amazon. Uh, 3D too. chocolate printer, dude. Mm -hmm. There you we go. We just created right. something. Your mom's reading 
Where the crowd where the crowd edging. No, she's reading the two thousand one book. No. Keenan um, says James Bond all the way, of course. I'm assuming that's Keenan in the Pop Adult podcast. Keenan, I don't think Tim you, goes on social media, does come he? On now. No, Tim hates everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know he's not on that. I have some real I Pop Adult, great um episode, by the way. They did their Captain Marvel, and I'm all in with Keenan's take on Captain Marvel. Not so much Tim's hmm. take on Captain Marvel. Um, but now Mission Impossible is better than James Bond. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's being more evolved. Maybe Jim and I are just more evolved men. I don't than know. Keenan, I don't think which makes us not. I don't like think James, James Bond. Bond has a great. It has a a movie that I really like until it gets to Daniel Craig. Daniel fair. Craig's Bond, by the way, they do a great I job love... of playing off. I think some of the issues Let's that I talk have about with Daniel these. Craig right. in that boycott swimsuit. <laughs> There we go. And what better way to end the episode? episode. Uh, yeah. Next week, we'll be uh, discussing uh, A League of Their Own. Mm. Major Tom League Hanks Baseball is season is kicking off. Yes. Um, now, a League of Their Own is a special movie. I'm singing the Nelson. Dis- for the DeSanto family. We might have to try to Skype. We might have to try to get Alicia in the Discord. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could do or that. Kate. That'd be fantastic. Or, or, just or, they could, they, or my mom. If they can't. Have him record some Spoiler uh, alert, questions for us. Mary Liz DeSanto remembers movie lines even better than her firstborn son. <laughs> well, there we go. Yep. I also has more trophies than any of her four ball playing children. Mm-hmm. She is the boss. There we go. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody make sure that you like, subscribe, uh, review. Share. Our podcast. Share, share our videos. Um, that helps us greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, again. If you don't want to help us, then F off. If you don't want to help us, there's no way you're listening. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week with A League of Their Own. Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye. See y'all. Hey.